I'm Alexa Lauren, and welcome to my podcast, Heart of a Seeker. Today's episode is called Fuel Me Up. We'll be talking about God pouring into us and the importance to be connected to our source, which is Jesus. As always, I like to open up with a prayer. So today I just want to pray, Father God, we just invite you into this place, into this space today that you would be in the midst of us. I pray that you your word would fall on good soil. I pray that we would seek your face, Lord, and that we would find you as we seek you today in this episode and that you would pour into us. And as when we feel empty sometimes, that we would give those things to you and just trust you in every circumstance and that we would connect to you so that you can fill us with your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. During my quiet time today, as I was cleaning my place, I had a bunch of water bottles just accumulated everywhere and I wanted to throw away those bottles. So what I did was I grabbed one of the bottles and I started pouring all the water bottles that had very little water left in them into one. And as I was doing that, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, sometimes we're running on empty. People take sips of us and then they just leave us there. We just get left behind and we don't get filled back up. And what I was thinking was the concept of sometimes We have all these areas and pieces of our lives that are all running dry, but what God does is he puts them all and pours all those little bits of water into one, but he's the source that continues pouring into us so that we don't run dry. And as I was thinking about this, I felt him begin to speak to me and he gave me the word fuel. So me being curious, I was like, well, let me look up what the actual definition of fuel is. And as I looked up the definition of fuel, it says, it's a supply or power It can cause a fire to burn more intensely. Fuel can be drink or water. And what fuel does is it gives us power and it gives us a charge. It it gives us kind of like that energy to keep going. And when I thought of fuel, one being food and water, I thought to myself, are we drinking God's everlasting water? In John 4, 14, it says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst again, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water, springing up to eternal life. Jesus promises that if we drink of the water that he gives, we would never thirst again. So I want to stop for a moment and ask the question, are you drinking daily from the word of God? Would you go one day without drinking water or some kind of liquid. If our bodies need water daily to live and survive, why do some of us go daily without drinking of the word of God and connecting with him and allowing his wisdom to guide us? As I began to go deeper, I looked up the purpose of a well, and it says, a well is simply a hole dug deep enough that it penetrates below the water table and therefore fills up with water. We need to be connected to the source who fills us, which is Christ. As we connect through reading his word, prayer, and worship, our well is constantly filled. So my next question is, why do wells dry up? And it's because they're no longer connected to the source. The water is no longer underneath the well, and it's not filling up the well. Therefore, it's run dry. And that was the next thing that I realized is so many times we're trying to pour into people, we're trying to encourage others when really 
we need encouragement ourselves. We need to be filling ourselves with the word of God and his Holy Spirit and allow him to begin to speak to us so he can speak through us. And one of my all-time favorite verses is Proverbs 4.23 that says, above all else, guard your heart for from it flows the wellsprings of life. And many years ago, I had a vision, a heart ripped open and literally a river flowing out of this heart. And I often think of that when I think of that scripture and the importance of being filled. If we're not connected to a source, which is Christ, and we're not allowing him to pour into us, then what do we really have to offer others? When we feel empty, it's very hard for us to sometimes be able to give that word of encouragement or help others because we start feeling drained. We feel like we have nothing to offer because sometimes we're struggling ourselves to find that peace and that encouragement. Sometimes we're struggling to be able to find how to move forward in a certain situation. And when we're in those type of situations and we're not seeking God to guide us, it's hard to sometimes even find that faith to keep going forward. Another scripture that I really like is in John seven thirty eight, and it says, He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. So I go back to the original question. Would you go daily without drinking water or some kind of beverage liquid? So why do we go daily without drinking from God? In Revelation 21.6, it says, And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. So many times we forget that Jesus did it all at the cross. He paid so that we could drink from him, so that we wouldn't thirst again, so that we would have an abundant life. It's because of Jesus who paid for our sins that we don't have to pay to be able to have that relationship with God. If we accept Jesus as Lord or Savior in our heart and we allow him to come into our hearts and begin to read of God's word and allow that to take root in our heart and produce fruit, then we would never thirst again. Yes, we may have difficult times and the word says, in this world you may have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And sometimes I think as Christians, when we come to Christ, we forget that our life isn't going to be perfect and we're going to have struggles, but we have the encouragement knowing that God fights our battles and that he is there for us and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And so it's my encouragement that as we seek God's face we will find him and we will be filled with him that no matter what we face, we will begin to understand the peace that surpasses all understanding. Another passage that I really enjoy is in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, where it talks about there's a time for everything. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, 
a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, and a time of war and a time of peace. When I read that, it just makes me realize that there is a time for everything. There's going to be seasons that are going to be very difficult to walk through. There's going to be times where we feel maybe we are alone and that God isn't fighting that battle. But in Exodus 14, 14, it says that he fights our battles. And we have to hold on and believe that even when we're feeling broken, we're feeling torn down, and we're feeling like there's no hope. It's even then that we must cling to our Savior. And we need to remember, it's the enemy that comes to rob, kill, and destroy. So many times when we're hurting, we want to turn our anger and pain towards God and ask Him, why? Why haven't you delivered me? Why haven't you removed this from me? Why do I continue to struggle? And we begin to ask Him all these questions, why? And though there's nothing wrong with asking, because He wants to be our friend, He knows our heart. But at the same time, we have to turn around and we have to understand that it's the enemy that wants to attack us. It's the enemy that comes to rob, kill, and destroy. And I always say that because so many times when something doesn't happen, we get so hurt. I remember when my dad had cancer and he was diagnosed in October 2012. And I remember praying and believing that God could heal my father with his healing power. I even remember I prayed and fasted for 40 days, except in the middle of my 20-day fast, my dad passed away. And I remember being so upset and heartbroken and asking God, if you're a powerful God, why did you allow my dad to pass away? Why didn't you heal him? And I remember sharing those thoughts with my mom, and she began to speak to me. And what she said to me then penetrated my heart deeply. She goes, Alex, God did heal your father, just maybe not the way you wanted. And when she said that, it just made me realize that, yes, I wanted my father here on earth. I wanted him to stay. And it broke my heart that he passed away. I was 27 years old and he was only 50. And I remember thinking, wow, I would have never thought my dad would have passed away at the age of 50. You know, we would always joke that he would have this long life where he would say that even if we're old ladies, he would still discipline us if we misbehaved. And it would always make me and my older sister laugh. But I realized you know, my dad was healed, maybe not the way I wanted. And that was very difficult for me. And then from there, I went through my first divorce, which was then a death of a relationship. And a few years later, I got remarried, and I got pregnant with twin girls. And I miscarried my twins at 11 weeks, and I had a very complicated pregnancy. And so I felt like it was one loss after another. Over a 10-year span, I felt like I was experiencing all these things to the point that two years ago, 
I really didn't even pray that much anymore. I, I feel like I wasn't seeking God the same, though I always felt Him close. I felt like I had run so dry and empty. I was no longer connected to the source. I no longer felt like God was pouring into me. And if He was, I feel like maybe I was closed. I was just rejecting, allowing Him to really truly minister to me. And I remember just being like, why? Why do I, Why do these things happen? Why did... I lose my twins. Why did my dad pass away? Why did my first husband not get delivered from addiction? There were so many things of me feeling like, why? And that's why I encourage you guys, because I'm actually in the midst of going through something else very difficult at this time, and I will share on a later episode. But even through this season, I sit here and I'm like, wow, you know, I can't sit here forever wallowing in my depression and my sadness, asking just the question why for another two, ten, two to 10 years. I need to begin to seek God's face. And through the seeking and his truth speaking to me, it has set me free. It has broken chains in my life. And so when I share these things with you guys, it's because I've been there. I've been through different types of experiences in life that I will continue to share as examples through these podcasts, but I want to encourage you, you're not alone. And there is another scripture I do want to share. In John 11, in verse 23, it begins, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection of life. The one who believes in me will live. And even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? A little background. This is when Lazarus dies and Jesus resurrects him from the dead. But before he resurrects him, he's talking to Martha. And the thing that really stands out to me most is when he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And that really brought me back to remembering what my mom said to me when my dad passed away, that my father was healed, maybe just not the way I wanted. He was healed eternally in heaven. And though it broke my heart, at the same time, I realized by reading this, my dad does have eternal life in heaven, and that one day I will be reunited with him. And it says, even though we may die, we may physically die. I mean, we will physically die. But even if we physically die and God does not bring healing to our earthly bodies, we will be fully healed and have an eternal life rejoicing in heaven. Anyone can have this peace and joy in Christ as we seek his face, allow him to pour into us. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, and I ask you to come live in my heart and forgive me for anything that I've done in the past that hasn't pleased you. And by inviting him to live in our hearts, he begins to pour into us as we seek him, and even through those moments where we're dry, like at the example of the empty water bottles almost with a little bit of water everywhere, 
he will begin to gather all those pieces, put them all into one place, and he will begin to continuously fill us as we seek his face daily as we thirst for him. So I just want to close this in prayer. Father God, thank you for this message today. Thank you for your love. I pray that everyone that heard this message, that it would go deep into their heart, that they would have the ears to hear, and we shut any lie of the enemy that's trying to rob the seed right now, and we pray that that seed be planted and that it would bear beautiful fruit, Father, that you would bring healing into people's hearts that have experienced different types of loss. It says that you will bless those that are mourning, Father God, that you will bring joy into their hearts and mind, that you will comfort them, Father God. I thank you for today. I thank you for each and every week that we gather and that you're in the midst of everything. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.